0: This podcast is proudly supported by Red Energy, most satisfied customers 11 years in a row. Isn't it time you called Red Energy? On 131 806 and Prince Wine Store, bringing wine enthusiasts the greatest wine in the world. Welcome to another little bonus Quarantine with Caro episode. I'm producer Jane Neild and she's a sitting duck, as she told us last time. Caroline Wilson in, uh, what, day four, five now of hotel quarantine,
1: Caro? Jane, keep up. It's day six. Day six already? And you know... And, you know, I, I got up this morning and I thought, day six now, day seven, you know, time to change the sheets. I wonder when they're going to come in. And, oh, oh no, no, no one's going to come in and change the sheets. <laughs> no one's going to, you know, you're in a sort of area that you feel it feels like you're going to get room service, but clearly there's no room service. Yes,
0: just because so, you're in a hotel doesn't mean all the services apply. Because I guess they have to be very strict about making sure nothing comes out of your room, if at all possible.
1: That's it. Um, rubbish gets put out every day um, and you can't open your door without a mask. And you, every for the first few days, I kept running to the door to answer the door. And then I realised you're not meant to because you're meant to wait five minutes after the door has knocked. And oh. then I had this bizarre situation that started on Saturday when I – what was I doing? I was talking to someone or I was doing something and my doors started – You know, it was like someone was banging at the door and I kept going out and finally I went out and the security guard in the hallway had to come down in her mask and said, it's not me. No one's knocking. Your door is for some reason inexplicably rattling. It was like an earth tremor. And it went on for two days. Oh, that's really disconcerting. <laughs> it was weird. It was absolutely weird. So I've had the door shaking whenever I use the dishwasher, which I'm at luckily luckily enough to have a little mini kitchen. I put it on the four hour cycle because I figure I've got heaps of time. <laughs> the phone rings all the time. The nurse rings every day. Social workers ring every three days. Um, there is so much food. You know, they the meals are actually not too bad. Plus, I've got food for my brother and sister. My son and I have been doing an online workout every day. I've found a barista. You can actually order in a nice proper coffee. But, you know, little clerical issues, Jane, like um, it's a $10 minimum on your credit card, but... They won't take anything but credit card for coffee. And we find, they said, no, we're sorry, you can't, you've got to order something else. I said, but I don't want anything else. So we've, I've now got to set, set up a little routine where I pay for two coffees and I get one every day. So, you know, you've just got to, I've got a few beauty routines. A good friend sent in a care package that involved an eye mask. So I've done the eye mask. I've got all night facials that I'm looking forward to, like a all night face mask. So... <laughs> I'm going to come out looking 21, Jane. I promise you. (laughs) Wonderful. And you're not scaring your wonderful husband in the middle of the night when he wakes up and goes, what the? (laughs) <laughs> I know. Well, I, I haven't done the all-night mask yet. I've had a few jet lag issues. I sort of slept for no hours, or oh, about two or three hours the first few nights. Then I had a 12-hour night. Then I had a 10-hour night. So hopefully I'm sort of getting into a routine. And um, almost. I, I've done the all-day hair mask as well. That was a – thank heavens for the turby twist. Do you have a turby twist? Oh, God, you no. Would... I'd tangle myself in it, Caro. <laughs> oh, you all that hair. You need one. Anyway, you should have seen me in my – Wore leisure suit and the turby twist. I was very, very impressed with myself. <laughs> and I've and I've actually read a book that you gave me that I can actually recommend. Oh, so, tell um, me, I can't remember what I gave you. Well, it was by um, it's it's set in South Australia oh, in Adelaide yes. by yes. an author called Jeff Dare. Yes, and it's, it's called the One Nine Two, um, which is a mathematical sort of sequence and um, set in Adelaide. Uh, the hero is um, a female cop who look at, who's married to a, a winemaker, and it's just look, it, you know, he's barracks for the crows, and it's a it's a it's a murder mystery. It's about a serial killer, and it's. Fascinating!
0: I'm so Fascinating. glad you've read it, Caro. So this is actually given to me by Christianopoulos, who is um, one of the uh, the bosses here at SEN. This is a mate of his in Adelaide, and he said he self published it. Jeff's gone. I want to write a book. I'm going to self publish it. Gave me a few copies. I read it, and I absolutely recommend this for anyone like me who's yep. an expat SA person. Like just hearing, she lives up in the sort of foothills above McGill, I think. And you're right. Like you know, the I, I'm a a homicide detective, and yet I just want to drink some wine and watch the Crows play on a Friday night. Whoops, the phone rings. Someone else has been murdered. It's really good. Great, strong female character.
1: Yeah, she is. And it's a, the, the, um, the theme of um, sort of online bullying is a very, um, you know, present day one and very relevant. I, I found it quite harrowing at times and a really good just couldn't put it down. So that's my book recommendation. And I watched a fairly, well, a fairly creepy film. It was, it, it's certainly very well acted, but quite disturbing. It stars Jude Law, and it's called The Nest. I don't know if you've seen that. No. It was um, part of the British Film Festival that was on in, well, obviously Melbourne, Sydney, and other parts of Australia late last year. I never saw it. Um, he is a sort of money market man married to um, a gorgeous American woman who is very into horses. They have a beautiful young family. Um, it's sort of a, an interesting family. He has a child from a previous relationship and a child with Jude Law. He suddenly announces one day they're leaving their beautiful home in America and moving back to the UK. And when she arrives with the kids, he has rented this massive pile somewhere in the counties and um, well, it, th- but there's something just not right and look it gets more and more sort of creepy and more sort of dreadful things happen and oh no look it, it's it, it's a I wouldn't say a thriller but it's very dark and it's just a story of greed and deception and Jude Law is not a great not a very likable character, but he's very, very good in it. So, um The Nest. So The Nest with Jude
0: Law in our, and the book recommendation, Jeff Dares, the one nine two. Cara, did you read
1: the papers on the weekend? Was there any stories that sort of popped out to you? Well, I did read the papers over the weekend. I actually I probably concentrated on um the week you know, the weekend magazines, like The Good Weekend, which had a fabulous story. Well there was one of the magazines, one of the had a fabulous story about you know men and women and the um horrendous sort of online issues between young men and young women and the treatment of women by young men by David Lazer, which I really enjoyed I read the story about um issues about why we're not going back to the football um I didn't bother reading my own column because I wrote it about (laughs) Jeff Brown's challenge at Collingwood which I think is going to happen and um I actually really enjoyed um, the football over the weekend too, Jane, which I managed to download on KO and enjoyed the Tigers' win over GWS. A very which solid was an absolute win. thriller. Yes. And Damien Hardwick then absolutely smashing uh,
0: Marvel Stadium in his post-game presser, just saying, I hate it. I don't want to come here. Whoops, should I say that? Uh, what did you think of that little performance, saying the MCG is really his only love in Melbourne?
1: I thought it was pretty unimpressive, as were his comments about, you know, not walking away from fights. I was pretty disappointed. I, um, It was a great win. I think Damien's trying to galvanise the Tigers in that us against them sort of situation now, because that's what you do when, you know, you're 5-4 and your season's on the line and you've had a big win. But... Look, the Richmond aren't the AFL's best friend at the moment, and those comments, coupled with Brendan Gale's comments about Marvel, I understand why they don't want to play there. I think it's crazy, but yeah, pretty churlish. And what what a terrible crowd under twenty thousand? Yeah, extraordinary. The AFL would be very, very concerned about that.
0: Um, a little f- personal theory I have in this, you can just completely shoot me down, but do you feel like, I remember on Don't Shoot the Messenger, you just being so besotted by Damien Hardwick a few years ago. Do you feel like in some way now with the revelations about his personal life and the marriage separation that he's kind of let the facade down? He's like, I don't have to be nice anymore. I'm not hiding anything. I don't have to pretend to, to be anything. And I'm just going to get nasty. It just feels like things have really changed.
1: Oh, I, no, I, I, I believe in the us against them business. I also think that Damien, when you've won three premierships, I think it changes you a bit and you yeah. do have, you know, you're a statesman, you feel like a statesman and you can say a bit more and be a bit more honest. He's never been super comfortable with the media, Damien. You know, well, you know, my views about uh, if people's marriages break up, but. It just disappointed me because of, you know, the sort of brand he'd built up and Mrs. Hardwick. hard It just sort of all felt like a bit of a house of cards, really, and not sort of real, which was really disappointing. Do premierships change you? Does success change you? Does it make you a bit more thinking you're above the law and a bit more arrogant? I think it does. Well, justifiably so, I guess, if the flag is everything in football.
0: But yeah, it's, it's certainly a change of tone to what we saw a couple of years ago.
1: Oh, no, I think he always had that about him. I, I think that's always been there for Damien Hardwick. And I certainly think Richmond of, you know, are doubling down on their loathing of Marvel Stadium. And, you know, the AFL own it now, so I don't know why non tenant clubs have to play there, but for some reason they do. And you're right, Richmond supporters hate it. Well, they're hardly going to flock there now after the Richmond comments of the weekend. Mm. Uh- but we'll always have Dusty.
0: Jeez, there's huge billboards of Dustin Martin. Go across to the Westgate Bridge. He's got some new ambassadorship or sponsorship, and there's like a 40-foot-high billboard of Dustin Martin looking rather ravishing as I headed out of Melbourne on the weekend.
1: Well, I wish I could say that's my view from quarantine, Jane, but it's not, but still, I'm nearly halfway. Excellent. Uh, Did you have a little tipple over the weekend? We're going to talk to the crew at
0: Prince Wine Store on the uh, podcast tomorrow, but uh, what did you enjoy while you're watching the
1: footy, Caro? Oh, my sister, my beautiful sister dropped off a little plastic Ziploc bag of three sugar cubes soaked in brandy or grandma, whatever you do, and three mini bottles of Prosecco. So I had a champagne, mini champagne and a champagne glass from her house. So... All sort of wrapped up. So I've had a champagne cocktail Saturday night and one on Sunday night. wasn't quite sure where you were going with the little plastic bag. There, but <laughs> well, no, you know how you – well, it's just one of our traditional family drinks, me uh-huh. and my mum and her. So, um, yeah, no, that's been perfect. And those little mini bottles are perfect because it's sort of a glass and a half Wonderful. All your, you need.
0: Your sister should have a little side business, I reckon. She's like the quarantine rescue package
1: queen. <laughs> oh, she's given, she's dropped off so much tonight and she's making curry tonight. I'm very excited.
0: Wonderful. Well, Caro, thank you so much for catching up with us all. We've had so much great feedback about people saying it was just so lovely to spend 10 minutes with Caro in quarantine. So thanks for the extra time. And we are going to talk to you on the podcast tomorrow with Corrie. Don't shoot the messenger Jane. Thanks for listening to this bonus episode of the Don't Shoot the Messenger podcast, which is proudly supported by Red Energy. Red Energy also bring you the Homestyle podcast with Shayna Blaze. Of course, you'll know Shayna from her roles on TV, including as a judge on the block and as resident designer on Selling Houses Australia. Homestyle is a fortnightly chat about design, styling and renovation. You can subscribe now. Just search for Homestyle in your favourite podcast app. Homestyle with Shana Blaze and me, Jane Neild, proudly supported by Red Energy, 100% Australian electricity and gas.